now coming to you from the departures area of Terminal 3 where I'll be departing tomorrow. It's 8.35am and just looking at the screen, uh, the majority of these are Eddie Had fights. We have the 8.35 to Belgrade, now expected to depart at 10.20. The 8.50 service to Los Angeles estimated to depart at 9.20. The 9am service to Paris estimated to depart at 9.45. And then the 9.25 to Arnica. 9.30 to Amsterdam, 9.30 to Athens, 9.30 to Istanbul, 9.35 to Kathmandu, 9.45 to Chicago, 9.45 to Basra, 9.45 to Nairobi, 9.50 to Calcutta, 9.50 to Lagos, 9.55 to Baghdad, 10.05 to Cairo, 10.10 to Manila, the 10.10 to Manchester, estimated to depart at 10.20, the 10.15 to Khartoum, the 10.30 to Brisbane via Singapore, 10.30 to Bangalore, 10.30 service to New York, JFK expected to depart at 10.55, the 10.35 service to Mumbai, the 10.35 Virgin Australia service to Sydney, which is the return of the trip that I did yesterday. Uh, 10.40 to Koshin. 10.40 to Delhi. 10.45 to Chennai. And 10.45 to Hyderabad. So that is all of the departures in Terminal 3 up until... Um, up until That's a promising sound. I now have a 100 dirham note from the United Arab Emirates Central Bank.
Hello. Good. I need some currency exchanged. I haven't got a lot of it, but... Local money, yes, that's right. So I've got... 15 euro. Fifteen Australian. And thirty six Singapore. No, that's fine, thank you. And so, thank you. Okie dokie, currency exchange. Let's have a look how we did just using the money that was in my wallet. We had 15, uh, 15 euro. They buy currency at 4.6244. Uh, so out of that, I got 69.37 um, local Durham from that. For the Australian dollar, $15 there. They buy at 3.2001. So that was 48 uh, local Durham. And 36 Singapore dollars, they buy at 2.772 and that was 99.80 Durham and so a total for that was 217 Durham for $15 Australian, 15 Euro and $36 in Singapore. That was just the, the ones that I had um, in my wallet. So there doesn't appear to be a lot that I can see without actually going and checking in, which obviously I can't do. So I'm going to head to the arrivals area, and the arrivals area does have a um, taxi service and shuttles and all that sort of thing. So we can see uh, where we can head, because the, um, the downtown is about 20 kilometres away from the actual airport. Now the actual airport is fine, 
and I've got everything that I need here if I don't want to leave the hotel and the airport area. But I do want to at least have a look downtown. Sometimes when you're exchanging money it can be very difficult to work it out if the units aren't basically the same. For instance it's pretty easy to figure out what a US dollar is compared to a Canadian dollar or an Australian dollar. It gets a little bit harder when you get to currencies such as the Japanese yen or the, um, or the local Durham as is the case here. So with the money that I was able to get out from the ATM and I know that I've got more money than I was able to take out in my wallet at the moment I have 317 Durham. So for the comparison, so this sort of makes a little bit of sense. Uh, let's try and make some sense of it and go to the screen where I have this loaded 317 Emirati Durham equals $94.38 Canadian, $93.16 Australian, $8,869 Japanese yen, $86.30 US dollars and 51.61 British pounds, 63.41 euro, 108 dollars 58 cents in Singapore and Mexican pesos 1117.04 Mexican pesos and so that makes a little bit more sense when you sort of put it that way I guess but then again you also have to work out how things are relevant for where you are locally I'm here in the arrivals area at the moment. Let's have a look at arrivals. I don't think I like that screen. I think I'll get one other one. Okay, arrivals. Won't worry about necessarily the airline. 8.45 a.m. service from Jeddah now expected at 9.20. It's 8.50 now, by the way. 
Oh, I hate that screen. I'm not even going to bother, but there's so many, so many places. Some of them I've heard of, like Mumbai I've heard of, Delhi I've heard of, Belgrade I've heard of, Hyderabad I've heard of, Colombo I've heard of. Um, so many of those other destinations I haven't, haven't heard of, especially now that Eddie had now have a regional arm as well. Now that's okay. A bottle of Pepsi, Shorto, is for Durham. So I know that I've got four Durham. Just don't know what these coins actually are. Hello. Pepsi place. What what is that? How much is that? Four drops. That, no, this. How much is that? One. That's one. Okay. So I wasn't sure what that actually was. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so we found out then We found out then that the um, cost of a bottle of Pepsi here is four Durham and that the coins that I had was one Durham so I just broke a hundred a hundred Durham note so I can get that the notes got all sorts of different colours on them and the um, Pepsi has the Pepsi logos in English and in Arabic slightly slightly different blue to say American or Australian Pepsi uh, 500 mils and it was um, for Durham so there is some guy called Messi on the front
have a look if I can see a bus. Hello. Hello. Is there a bus from here that goes downtown? The public bus is there. Okay. Outside. And how much does that cost to get there? Five dirham. Five. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So basically for the price of a bottle of Pepsi, um, I can get downtown. So I'm going outside to catch the public bus. Good morning. Yeah. Okay, I've now basically left the terminal building for the first time or the airport complex going to head downtown stop waiting for the bus I'm according to the according to the sign I am here at RBW International Airport Terminal 1 Terminal 3 so that'll be stop 2 the first bus is 3.40 in the morning uh, here it is now and it basically goes every hour, although sometimes it goes every half an hour. Bus has arrived, so I'm hopefully going to get on it shortly. Downtown? Sorry? Downtown? Downtown? I go to Alain. Is that downtown city? No, no, no. No? Sorry. Okay. No, come in now. Okay. That's not the bus I need, the 490. Just thought I'd double check anyway. 
So that's a 490. It's not on the sign. standard bus to what I would find at home. Two-door commuter bus, air conditioned, thankfully. I've got the right information from the bus driver. The timetable that I was reading, which indicated services every 30 to 60 minutes, is for the um, is for this bus, the 490. Although people are saying there's a other bus that will take me to city. Some people obviously don't understand downtown, so I have to go city. The heat is, as you'd expect, rather hot. There is a bit of a breeze blowing at the moment, which is which is nice. But I dare say, as soon as this bus goes, uh, the heat will return. 
So I am on a footpath, a relatively narrow footpath. There's a lot of people um, who have just arrived from various parts of the world with baggage and whatnot. Very minimal seating and very minimal shade. jumped on this bus and just headed to the bus station or whatever it might not have even noticed a difference but if there's a bus going downtown that'll be arriving soon I'll jump on that.
Bus has arrived. There's a mad scramble for the front door of the bus, which I'm not going to join. Come on. behind it, the X81. Where is the X81 going? I didn't see it, but I wasn't expecting to see it. Still lots of people waiting to join that bus, so... Hello, do you go to city? Downtown? That one there, thank you. Thought that might have been the case, but I thought, well, if I can get the X81.
My standards, this this queue for the bus would be unusual. It would be um, disorderly, but I guess considering where I am, uh, I guess this would be considered orderly. I'm not sure. I'm almost on the bus now. Ah, ini 
How much does a tour cost? 220. 220. You can have one in every hour bus coming to pick you up. Okay. We are good. Abu Dhabi Mall. Bus will take you to Manaret Sadia. Yep. Abu Dhabi Coinies. Central Soup, Public Beach, Heritage Center, Marina Mall. And yep. Hatawa, Sheikh Sayed Mosque, the Grand Mosque, all day open. Back to here. So the whole look two hours. Okay. Then every hour bus coming. From stop number five, you have separate bus going to Yas Ali. It's included your ticket. Okay. It's a night of flat, 12, 10, and Okay, and you said that was how much? 220, sir. 220. We have the summer offer, maybe you're interested. This one. Big bus store and water park, or big bus store and desert safari. No, I don't think I'll be able to fit both of those in today. I'm only here for today, so... Ah, just only for today. Yeah. So the next bus, 10.55. 10.55, okay. Can I keep this, man? Sure. Thank you. I'll come back. Thank you. Okay, I have arrived at the RBW Mall and the bus trip that I just took took just over an hour and it was for Durham and when you consider the translation and the conversion that's something like a dollar seventeen Australian so for a public bus that was a pretty good trip this one the big bus tour um, not sure that I'm gonna have enough time to fit everything in anyway so I am just going to explore around this area. I've also got the, the day here on the way back as well. So this is just going to be sort of like an overview day. Sort of get a feel for the place. And my first, um, my first impressions are very good. It reminds me a lot of Singapore where you think there should be a lot of people around but there's not necessarily a lot of people around 
there's a wide range of architectural styles from uh, traditional Middle Eastern through to Western and things like cars it's a wide variety of cars from mainly they all look to be imported I don't know if there's actually a um, haven't seen any local Middle Eastern vehicles but you know the usual sort of suspects from uh, from overseas your major car brands and whatnot it's very clean here very clean I haven't seen uh, one bit of graffiti the uh, streets on the way in from the airport very clean you get the um, you get the feeling that there's a lot of desert around of course but despite that there's also a lot of greenery around lots of palm trees lots of grass that they've um, that they've put in on the footpaths and medium strips and whatever to and from the airport so it's just not you know sandy desert all the way up to the center of town the bus as I said took about an hour or five minutes it wasn't the most direct way to go although I did get to um, see a few things from the bus that I might not have seen if I had have gone the direct route uh, via the taxi for instance and it's um, 10.30 now my first free shuttle out of the hotel wouldn't have left for another half an hour so I'm here in I'm here in Abu Dhabi and I'm at the Abu Dhabi mall at the moment. Uh, let's see what is around here. Around here it says there's the shopping mall, restaurants, cinemas and bowling. Some of these places I could walk to. Um, might have to um, do Yas Island the next time I arrive. That looks like a fair way out. The Sheikhi Zayed Grand Mosque. I saw that on the on the way in. Uh, tours available Sunday to Thursday only at 10 a.m. There's the World Trade Center, Abu Dhabi, which I may have passed. The Heritage, uh, the Heritage Village, the Etihad Towers, the Marina Mall. So there's certainly a lot, certainly a lot to see. There's, cert there's certainly a lot to see. There's a interesting disclaimer here. Please note this cartoon represent representation of Abu Dhabi highlighting landmarks only is not drawn to scale and bears no accurate perspective to anything. So there's the Emirates Palace Hotel, Etihad Towers. Lake Park, the Marina Mall, mangroves and a lot, lot more. So I'll keep this map, just have a wander around here for a while, I need to eat. Speaking of um, getting first impressions, as I've mentioned before, there's a lot of signs that are in English and in Arabic. There was a photo that was distributed along the internet and I don't know how genuine it is, although it wouldn't surprise me if it was totally genuine. And I saw several of these trucks on the way into here. It's like various tankers or water carriers or whatever. 
and I would say on the side if it was like a water carrier, if it was for drinking water or for non-drinking water or for Captain Jeff's benefit, potable water. Although I actually didn't see the word potable there. And there was one or two that said, you know, um, a flammable, you know, because it's basically a petrol tanker. Now I did see a photo on the internet, wouldn't surprise me if it was 100% genuine, where it said something like, um, you know, no smoking, flammable fuel truck. And then underneath it, someone was obviously given the job to do some sign writing and do some translation into Arabic. But instead of writing the actual Arabic words for non-smoking, flammable petrol truck, stay away, um, underneath it in English it says non-smoking in Arabic. So someone's taken that translation a little bit too literally, but having said that, uh, I can totally understand. I can totally understand how you would how you would do that, especially if somebody um, wasn't an Arabic speaker. There has been some language problems which I wouldn't have necessarily expected but hey um, not every day they get an Australian around here I guess although there are some people of western cultures here of course I am a uh, minority there seems to be of course a lot of um, Arabian people and uh, people from India and that part of the Middle East etc So I'm just going to wander around, find something to eat, and then uh, look around. I know I'm not going to get everything done today. Would I come back as a standalone destination? At this point, I'm not necessarily sure. I'm using this as a transit stop or a layover, but I'm not necessarily sure at the moment if I would indeed um, come to Abu Dhabi or maybe Dubai even as a standalone destination. I know people have and people do. Uh, let me see. I did see a KFC by the way. There's, um, according to the sign on the front of it, on the side of the truck, there's 100 um, KFCs in the United Arab Emirates. And there is a KFC here, so level 3. I'm on level A, or the ground level, so I have to go up to, up to D. So we'll head there now. I found a little bit of tranquility in the centre of Abu Dhabi. I am in a park at the moment. And here are some rules of the park. Emirate of Abu Dhabi, Department of Municipalities and Agriculture. Abu Dhabi Municipality welcomes you. Kindly observe the following rules. It is not permitted to, one, vandalise or abuse any playground. 2. Draw or paint on any surfaces. 3. Dispose of waste except in waste baskets. 
Four, pick flowers or damaged plants. Five, climb on fence. Six, skate or cycle on pedestrian walkways. Seven, cook or barbecue except the designated areas. Eight, allow pets to foul. Violators of the above rules shall be penalised according to the law. It is um, almost 2pm here in Abu Dhabi. And to say that it is hot is an understatement. It is about 37 degrees Celsius, that's about 98 degrees Fahrenheit, about 44% humidity. I haven't really been this hot since um, 70,000 tonnes of metal or Mexico. You know, it was hot in Singapore, but it was nowhere near as hot as this. And I'm coming from an Australian winter, even though, you know, it's not severe winter or anything like that, even by our standards. Uh, you know, it's still an adjustment and, you know, I'm walking around and walking fast and everything like that. So it is hot. I'm going to take you for a bit of a walk through the park as I um, share some of my thoughts. I don't know how much of the birds and everything you can actually hear, but it's rather nice amongst all this concrete. Uh, there's a lot of modern buildings. There are some buildings that have seen better days and are being in the process of being knocked down and rebuilt. There's probably some that are living on borrowed time. But the, the range in the buildings in this place is absolutely unbelievable. I uh, walked around from the Abu Dhabi Mall, the last place that you heard me, heard me talk from, and I walked around, would have been a good hour or so, and then I had to sit down, so I went and sat down, um, had some cold water that I took from the hotel that was um, slightly hot by that stage, as you can imagine, so I just tipped it over myself, and then I went and went into the foyer of the um, Sheridan Hotel and I had a drink and uh, sat down and checked on the interweb and said hello to a few people and um, I know there was at least one person who says dude are you on another trip again you know I thought you were at home and you know I know that during this trip it's not going to be possible to keep up with what every person's doing um, during my limited internet time the um, internet in the Sheridan wasn't too bad actually uh, just for things like checking Facebook and Twitter and and whatnot. So that was cool, just to do like a midday check-in, just to say, hey, dudes, I'm cool. You know, I'm here, this is where I am. I've basically figured out where I have to go to catch the bus directly back to the hotel, um, or back to the airport, more to the point, and then just walk to the hotel from there. I think my biggest priority at the moment is finding some shade. When you're actually in the shade and there's a bit of a breeze blowing through the trees at the moment where I'm in this park, um, it's not too bad. But when you're out, when you're out in the open areas and there's no, um, there's no shade, you'd think that I'd be used to this um, being an Australian and with the Australian summers and whatnot. But 
I spend so much of the last summer in the American winter. So I've sort of lost some of that acclimatisation to the um, to the Australian summer so what, somewhat. And even so, it's a different type of heat. Um, this would remind me of the Darwin heat. When I flew to um, Darwin last year for my birthday in August, Darwin in the Northern Territory doesn't have the typical four seasons. It doesn't have winter, summer, spring and autumn. They basically have a wet season and a dry season and it's pretty much the same here although I don't know if they actually have a wet season or not I'll have to look that up but they definitely have a hot season. So it might be like Darwin hot and wet or hot and dry but that's pretty much that's pretty much the extent of it. You know I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt partly for sun protection and I'm wearing jeans and I'm wearing strong walking boots uh, which obviously isn't helping but I don't think it would matter what I was wearing in these conditions um, it's still going to be hot having said that of course you see some locals around in their um, traditional gear whether it be the, the white robes for the um, white robes for the men or the um, or the burkas or the other black um, clothing that the women wear and they must be incredibly hot, but having said that, um, I dare say, of course, they'd be, they'd be used to it. You know, you do acclimatise to these, um, to the, any sort of conditions that you're in. But yes, I am finding it rather hot right now. So looking around what I can see, I am just across the road from the Sofitel Hotel and just up from the Sheraton where I did my last stop was walking in the direction, general direction of the Emirates Tower I actually did a um, actually did a Google search on how long it would take me to walk from the Sheraton to the not the Emirates Tower, sorry, the Etihad Tower the Emirates Tower is in Dubai um that said it would take me about an hour to walk there from where I was so needless to say I'm probably not going to do that all I wanted today to be was basically an introduction to the Middle East and that sort of thing and you know me walking around and discovering a city is one of the things that I like to do You know, and that's exactly what I'm doing now. I'm not necessarily doing all the touristy sort of stuff at the moment. I say that if I was to come here and spend longer here, I wouldn't necessarily stay where I'm staying at the moment. It is convenient for the airport, and that's the main reason that I chose it. With last night's very late arrival, didn't basically get to the hotel until just before 1am and then departing tomorrow morning so that's basically the reason that I chose there but if I was uh, to stay here for longer and wanted to take advantage of the um, of the many tourist things that are around here you would of course be better off staying downtown 
or you know in this general area because I don't think I could handle you know I think I could but it would take some time out of you know my day and everything like that the you know at the hour bus trip or the drive from the airport every day it's where I'm staying now is great for transiting but not so much for touristing or spending an extended period here like I did um, when I was in Singapore might be wondering where I am and what all that water is. I'm at the Al Marina Mall in Abu Dhabi and in the centre of the mall they've got a multi-storey water feature which is water featuring at the moment. Uh, there's various sites, various bits of water that drop down from about two storeys up onto the ground. So I'm here in the Al Marina Mall. It's got a great view of the Abu Dhabi skyline. You can also see a tiny bit of the uh, Formula One racetrack here as well from, from here. I decided to catch a bus from downtown out to out to the mall. I just saw a mall, I just saw a bus that said our marina mall so I thought yeah I'll jump on that I think that's one of the spots I need to go and so I offered twice to pay the bus driver and he said don't worry about it so I jumped on the bus and about 20 minutes later I ended up out here it's a really 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 nice um, shopping centre and I got really excited when I saw that it had an ice rink as you may know if you've been listening or more importantly been following me on social media uh, you'll know that I'm heavily into ice hockey now uh, after my previous trip and you may also know that I've launched an ice hockey podcast or you may not called Irk to the Penalty Box at irkofthepenaltybox.com so when I was here in Abu Dhabi and I saw a sign in the shopping centre here saying to ice rink well, I was expecting something similar to what I saw in Portland, Oregon in the Lloyd Centre or what I'd see at it, the, Mac the Macquarie Centre or indeed um, at the Sydney Ice Arena. But no, it was only, it was only a very small ice rink that um, you know, kids can skate around and sort of stuff, but that's probably about it. One interesting thing that I did see was they were using a penguin uh, for the kids to hang on to in front uh, so they can 
have something to hang on to as, as they scatter around. I saw a similar thing at the Perth Ice Arena uh, where they were using basically a walking frame uh, to do the same thing but this one they've got a um, little penguin which roughly comes up to the um, the average waist of a, of a kid and so they can push the penguin around so they get the um, get the basic idea of how to skate Anywho, it's been quite interesting just sitting back here and people watching the the um, fountain has stopped fountaining or the water feature has stopped water featuring it's been quite interesting just to sit back and watch and do some people watching uh, the various cultures that are around here at the moment of course you've got the locals in there in their traditional dress and uh, the men and the women and then you've got uh, people of other Middle Eastern cultures wearing Western clothing and then you've got Western people wearing Western clothing. Uh, I think the water features just about to start water featuring again. Apart from the water there's also a um, there's also a steam element as well. So I'm not sure if that's quite finished or not. Watching the various cultures and, and the way they dress, especially the women, is interesting. Especially after the discussion I was having with the with the flight attendants last night, I can imagine that there would be some more extreme countries here in the Middle East where people would actively be going up to people and saying, "You know, your skirt's too short, or you should be covering your arms, or you know, you've got bare shoulder, or or whatever." Here, that doesn't that doesn't seem to be the case, and I actually haven't noticed a uh, huge police presence either, which is which is interesting. The various shopping malls have a um, an hour relatively high security presence of security guards that that um, wander around, but in terms of actually seeing police out on the streets, um, haven't really observed that today. Um, which is which is interesting because some of the laws in Middle Eastern countries um, can be quite strict, and so I had a similar experience in in Singapore where the, where some laws are also quite strict, and you'd think that there'd be in the in the centre of the city, um, you'd think there'd be a policeman on every corner, uh, but that's not necessarily the case, and that's not necessarily the case here. Although having said that, 
Uh, for instance, I few men, see a few men at the moment wearing the white uh, traditional robes, some are wearing the headdress, some aren't. And so, for, for all I know, um, some of them might be cops, you just don't know. There are um, people who wear the traditional clothing while they do their jobs, and the only way that you can tell uh, who they are is, you know, you know, they're sitting at a particular desk or they're wearing some sort of ID that um, that signifies them as a particular officer or whatever it is that they're doing. Like the um, the customs officer that I was, um, or the immigration officer that allowed me to um, come into the country. You know, she was she would have had some ID somewhere, but she was basically wearing a traditional dress, and if she wasn't sitting behind the immigration desk would have had no idea who she was. One thing just to finish up, a lot of places you travel around the world you hear what some people might call the noisy American. And I haven't really spotted or heard many accents so far of um, English speakers. Mind you, of course, I've only been around today, so it's a very limited sample. But normally you're in somewhere like a shopping centre like this and you'll hear, you know, the noisy American or the noisy Australian or whatever. But, on, but so far, I haven't heard, haven't heard a thing hearing a lot of... Um, Middle Eastern and um, Indian voices and accents and whatnot, and Europeans. But when it comes to the um, to the English-speaking languages, I haven't really heard a lot today. sometimes the best way to experience something is to actually do it and to watch other people do it and so now I've got a bit more of an understanding about how the bus system works here it's basically a flat fare system where you just put the the money in the slot like you would on say an American bus or you can use a smart card there is a number 32 bus that I can see down there that should be up here shortly I have noticed on all the city buses so far that there is actually a female only section between the front of the bus and the first set of doors 
So basically the front half of the bus is set aside uh, for women only and that I noticed on my last trip there was a whole heap of guys sitting at the back and standing and I was standing uh, behind the first centre door. Uh, there's three three doors on most of the buses that I've seen so far and so there could have been a empty section of the bus because there was no women on the bus but uh, it seems to be pretty well understood that the women get the seats at the front of the bus and the guys get the seats down the back of the bus and that seems to be the way it works here and sometimes you have to do what the locals do. And if that means that the um, women get the seats at the front of the bus and the guys have to get on the back, well, that's what you have to do after all. There is a saying that while in Rome do what the Romans do. And with the, um, with the internet now, it's so handy that you can just jump onto the internet. You can just jump onto the internet and say, okay, what are the customs, for instance, of... Um, Abu Dhabi and so you can look that up and it will give you some sort of idea of what you can and can't do before you actually get here. Okay, so that's the 34, I don't need that. One thing I have observed people do as they get on the bus, you um, don't only have to get on the front door of the bus like it happens in Sydney. Each of the uh, each of the doors has a smart card reader, so you can tap on, tap off. And also, what some people do who have got um, who have got tickets as they're getting onto say the middle door or the back door is they'll actually hold their ticket up so the driver can see it in the um, in the rearview mirror. Not that there seems to be any um, aggression or whatever if you just walk on the bus without paying. And each door has a uh, door open button that you can press so you don't have to continually open and close the doors of the bus because you can imagine in this heat um, in the heat here in Harvey Dubby you don't necessarily want to be opening and closing the doors if you can avoid it Another thing that I've noticed here today is that often um, RBW will be simply abbreviated to AD uh, the destination signs on the buses and the passenger information signs inside the buses are in both English and Arabic, uh, which is good uh, because I, I'd be I'd be no hope um, trying to understand what the Arabic is. Some of the other languages around the world, you can sort of get some idea of what it is, especially uh, a language such as Spanish written Spanish I can cope with a lot more than spoken Spanish often it just seems to be adding an O to something so I can get the basic idea of what it is 
even if it is only in Spanish. But when it comes to um, when it comes to Arabic, I've got absolutely no idea. It's just hieroglyphics to me. Here's the seven bus, which is the one I caught down from downtown. Don't need that one. I need the 32. One interesting thing that Dubai has that um, RBW doesn't have is a metro system. Dubai has only just opened, I believe, their metro system. Uh, here in RBW it's um, buses or taxis. Apparently the taxis are actually pretty cheap, although I haven't got in one yet. You know, six Durham to get back to the, um, back to the hotel from here. It's fairly decent. You know, it might take me a bit longer, but that's all part of the fun, all part of the adventure. I think the 32 is coming now. Often, often on the signs, it'll, it'll, or on the. Um, timetables that'll say you know give a range of times and then during the day it'll just say buses every 20 minutes and so that's what appears to be happening now the last bus was due to depart at 10 past five at now half past five and the bus should be arriving there it is now I need to change for the A1. Huh? A1 to airport. I need to change. Airport, can you airport? Yeah. Airport, uh, Which one? Okay. Can you tell me the state, the bus, where to change? Where to get off? Okay, thank you. Yeah. moments ago I was talking about the different rules that are in different countries and, and that sort of thing and that the Middle East is often 
stronger and more stricter in that sort of thing. Now just having a look at the entrance, there's a time of the trading hours of the mall. Saturday through to Wednesday, 10am until 10pm. Thursday, 10am until 11pm. Friday, 2pm to 11pm. The ice rink times, Saturday through to Wednesday, 10am to 10pm. Thursday, 11am to 11pm. And Friday, 11am to 11pm. Restaurants, Vox Cinemas and Carrefour hours may vary. Yeah, I'm going to have to check, but Friday is obviously some sort of culturally slash religious slash anything else uh, type of day here in Abu Dhabi. So I'm going to have to check that when I get back to the hotel. But there's also a list of rules. Please abide by the following. No smoking. No dangerous activities. No consumption of alcohol. No pets are allowed. Please wear respectful clothing. No kissing or overt displays of affection. And it's interesting to see uh, how those are shown with the usual red circle with the diagonal red slash across it. The no smoking one, it's the same as it is most places in the world. No dangerous activities. There's a, um, photo, there's a graphic of a guy skateboarding. No consumption of alcohol. There is a bottle with a red slash through it. No pets are allowed. There's a circle with a red slash and a guy walking a dog. No kissing or overt displays of affection. There's simply a, a graphic of a gynecore in the usual, you know, male-female toilet sort of icon um, holding hands. And please wear respectful clothing. That one looks like a silhouette of a woman wearing a burqa and there's no red line through that. So that's an interesting one. Unfortunately where it's placed it's against a um, tinted glass wall so I can't really get a photo of that but that's uh, very interesting. How enforced that is I'm not sure. You know I have seen um, people in here holding hands and uh, that would holding hands would probably come under overt displays of affection. Haven't really seen that enforced and I've seen all sorts of different uh, dress standards. But I dare say if you were causing a massive commotion um, that's one of the things they could do for instance to ban you from uh, ban you from using the centre. So looking outside, I'm in the shade at the moment so it's not too bad, but it's 5pm. Um, absolutely magic view of the various buildings across the water. Don't really get an idea of how long the area actually is until you sort of have a view like this.
why not? Okay. That's okay, not that bus driver question. He said, no, 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 no. Interesting thing on the back of the bus, they've got the give way sign, as you would have on an Australian bus. Obviously, different direction. Okay, I'm going to have to wait because the um, bus driver is obviously toddled off. It has cooled down. It has cooled down from when I was out here before. Certainly helps that I've had something to uh, drink in that time. What I want to do is I want to catch a bus from here and I know that I'm going to have to get onto the A1 bus downtown and I need to find out how to do that. Hello. I need to get back to the airport. Airport. And I know I have to get the A1. A1 not get to zone. You go the next stop. Yeah. From the 32. The 32, yeah. Yeah, 32 and uh, you get down this Muru Street anywhere. Instead. Okay. That means uh, I think better you get down the shopping complex is Madina Zayed shopping center. Okay. Front of the so yeah, 32. Just 32 from here to Madina Zayed shopping center. Okay. And same stop, you wait the, the same stop. When you get when you get down, yep. the same stop, A1 will get A1, okay, thank you. So I need the 32. So I need to walk to the next stop because I don't know we'll pull up at the same place by the looks of it. That's probably the best bus driver I've had experience with so far. the landscape some of the buildings here are really nice but they're also from here really hard to capture uh, photographically but I think this has been an overall good introduction to the place and I can do a couple of more things the next time I come through on the way home but I won't necessarily as I said I'm not necessarily sure yet if I'm gonna make this a standalone destination if I do, it's obviously not going to be for some time. And there's a lot of places that I'd rather come back to before here. But it's been an interesting experience.
Okay, so the bus fares for anything that's basically Abu Dhabi City is two Durham. Anything in this region is four Durham, so that would explain the um, difference in the prices today. See, there's two bus stops here for the 32. But I guess I'll find out. A32 bus will arrive soon. <laughs> 